0: Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host for 100 episodes, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello. Hello.
1: Woo!
2: Hello. Yeah, you, you get a hello for me on episode 100. Episode
1: <laughs> 100. <there. laughs>
0: Enjoy I it mean, while it lasts. It's, it's quite the occasion. It is indeed.
3: <laughs> you've hyped this up so much. I think I should be wearing a frock. <laughs> or some kind of like, I don't know, tux. I don't Are know. you telling
0: me you didn't get the invitation with the dress code?
1: No. This is a black
0: tie recording and <laughs> now, now you've just made us look silly.
3: Oh,
1: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> did, did
2: you not get the get the hint when I put my tux on, fine? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Go, I'm such a failure.
0: I don't know. know, Whatever, whatever, we'll go ahead. (laughs) (sighs) Fine. Yeah. It's episode 100, and well, normally this is the part where I'd introduce your characters, but I'm not gonna do that right now. Because this is a little bit special. And we wanted to, uh, you know, reward our listeners with something a little bit different. Uh, but I think you'll find it's uh, very in keeping. <laughs> so before we start, though, because, I mean, I I don't have my usual preamble where this time on last episode. <laughs> but uh, if you didn't listen to episode 99, definitely go back and listen to that one. I, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. And I think you all oh, did I, for most of it. <laughs> I bet you did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did.
3: I'm still waiting, uh, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: you are <laughs> we will be for a while yep
2: god uh, god damn it. leave us on a cliffhanger like that I mean that's oh, a typical yes.
0: cooks and move yeah. <laughs> that's why you all keep coming back you don't actually enjoy the show you're all just sort of sat there going god damn it and now I need to know what happens next week <laughs>
3: <laughs> if we're not on the show then I'll never know what happens
0: I mean, pretty pretty much
2: that. It's like it's like episode. It's like Game of Thrones without season eight, basically. <laughs> you know, it's just 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 hook after hook after hook. Come, keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. It's gonna get better. Oh, but we're never gonna get to season eight, so don't worry about that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah. I mean, did you guys ever think we'd do a hundred episodes?
2: Nope. Uh, definitely no. not. Well, no. I mean, what there there have been um, two kids born. Since yeah. we started recording, um, yeah, too. It's, yeah, uh, we've we've th- so we'll had to take time off for various reasons, although some some longer than others. And yeah, I mean, it's it's grown from strength to strength. I mean, the um the writing keeps getting better and better, Cookson. It's there you um, go. proper enthralling stuff. I think we've settled into our characters well, and it's kind of I'm surprised we've managed to get so much mileage out of them.
3: Yeah, they're going to die soon.
2: <laughs> Probably.
4: It, unfortunately, uh, it's kind of true in it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean,
2: you know, they they have changed and evolved. They've had um character arcs in there. They're not they're definitely not the same characters that started yeah, the pod. Definitely not. Um mm. some 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 have changed more than others. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, some aren't even the same race as they started the pod. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive.
1: That that doesn't yeah, happen in every knew, campaign. Yeah, who knew that was a thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, to keep say
4: sure. To be fair, I wouldn't say any of the characters are even the same people that they were at the beginning, you know, with, especially me. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, ca- ca-
0: yeah, we, we
2: the, the players aren't the same people. Um, <laughs> a lot's changed in all our lives. And yeah, yet we still keep coming back to deliver you quality D&D content every Monday. So, well, almost every Monday, apart from the last oh, two man. weeks.
1: Sure. Sure, I reckon it's
2: not too bad <laughs> it's pretty amazing actually we have, we've had a, a kind of global pandemic and we've still been pushing oh, our episodes yeah. every monday so you know props I, I to gtmp it
3: was, it's awesome that we don't like being in the same room as each other so we're still <laughs> able to do this pod
2: we like being in the same room as each other It's just the petrol costs uh, Phenomenal <laughs> for doing this And also we would always be drunk When we were recording yes. And we probably wouldn't get the same kind of story moments That we can when we're reasonably sober In our own houses
0: Also this is what happens when we're sober You don't want to see us do drunk d d Maybe one day Maybe one day <laughs> when we when we open up that Twitch channel and do it live. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that that would be brutal. Oh God! <laughs> I have an editing room to save me then. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what? That that's enough preamble. Uh, we've kept people waiting for two weeks now. It's time for episode one hundred to kick off, and well, let's jump into things. So to set this all up. We know, at least our regular listeners, a lot of things have been going on recently, a lot of big events. And we're going to turn the clock back slightly, around about a week ago from where we leave off in the normal campaign. And we're going to follow a young half-elven woman as she makes her way through a dark and crowded club. Smoke hangs heavy in the air, and despite all the candles on the tables, anyone glancing within the small booths lined up against the walls would be unable to make out a single customer's face. A faint hint of background magic can just be felt in the air, that slight electric crackle of arcane energy, at least to those of you who are attuned to such things. And we watch as Solara Renier, one such person indeed, is going to walk through this club and sit down within one of these booths and she finds herself face to face with an extremely well-dressed man. Someone who looks like he just walked out of one of the highest courts in the land or some sort of ballroom or something rather than this not particularly reputable establishment. He wears a thin porcelain mask affixed with a permanent grin which marks this man as a member of House Landron. The pointed ears are really the only feature visible to identify him as the exact person that Solara has been seeking. You know, I honestly wasn't sure you'd come. You didn't have much reason to trust me. You will find that Naha is a man of his word. And your request was most interesting. The master was especially curious. Oh well, I'm glad I got his attention. So you understand what I need? Yes, quite. A distraction. A big, sustained distraction. Without one, your little plan is merely suicide with extra steps. You leave that side of the plan to me. I just need to know that I can trust your people to pull it off. No funny business, no games, no running at at the last moment. Need I go on? We would not dream of it. The master has taken a personal interest in this whole endeavor. He expects success. I would not dare disappoint him. But you're getting ahead of yourself. We have yet to discuss price. I already told you. You can take whatever we find. I know your master has a hobby of collecting certain items, and I'm sure she's holding plenty that will interest him. I... Fear your information is outdated. The Master cares not what you find within. He asks for something more personal. Nahar takes from within his fine-cut jacket a small silk pouch and carefully places it upon the table. He requests that you deliver this to his daughter immediately after this matter has been concluded. Solara kind of squints at the pouch a little bit and almost backs away and goes... I won't put her in danger. If that's if that's the price, you can forget your help. I'll find someone else." And Solara begins get up to leave when Nahar raises his hand, sort of in appeasement, kind of like, "'No, no, no. You, you misunderstand. The Master has no cause to hurt her. The opposite, in fact. He wishes Sophia a long and happy life. He simply requests that she fulfill her oath. This should help point her in the right direction.' You swear it? You swear it on the ancient laws of your kind? Naha kind of cocks his head to one side, and you can see through his thin porcelain mask, his eyes kind of flare and stare intensely towards Solara. My kind? What, you think you're so clever? <laughs> I know exactly what you are, oh Master of Whispers. A deal spoken is a deal bound, so swear it, or I will leave right now, and you and your master can go rot for all I care. I swear it, this item within the pouch will do no harm to her. It is a simple object that the master believes will help, now that you take it. It is but a small price, considering the relationship my master is permanently severing. These people you wish us to target are... Not exactly the forgiving type. Solara hesitates for a moment, but then reaches out to grab the pouch off the table. However, as soon as her hand grips the bag, Nahars whips across the table and just grasps on top of it. The deal is set, young half-elf. You of Aladrim blood, sorcerer of the storm, hunter of the shadow. In exchange for our aid, you will bring this pouch to Sophia. You will place it within her hand, and she will be bound to its purpose hereafter. Should you defy your word, betray our accord, should my name or that of my master pass your lips, you shall pay with it, with all you hold dear. Your life shall be naught but ash upon the winds." Nahar releases Solara's hand as she falls backwards into the seat. Before she can stammer more than a few words, the servant of Haslandrin is already leaving. A pleasure doing business with you, young sorcerer. You shall not see me again, but your distraction will arrive as agreed. When your business here concludes, that pouch will help you find Sophia no matter where she hides. I bid you farewell. Solara sits and watches as the Master of Whispers walks away. Her hand trembles as the small silk pouch rests heavy within her grasp, and our scene ends. A little while later, we join as three rather peculiar people are slowly making their way around the side of a mountain on a small, rather treacherous path. We see a tortle, a loxodon, and a halfling en route to a liaison that has been previously agreed. And as they start to make their way around, I'll let my players introduce their characters. Mm, okay, shall I start then?
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so standing at about six foot tall, you see what is a very large turtle with a huge hulking shell covering most of his back. He's covered in scars and wounds from old battles. And if he were to talk to you, tell you a story it might go something a little like this. My name's Atlas. I'm a turtle, an ex-soldier and a Scald. My friends jokingly call me a Bard Barbarian. I was born in a small village called Shellon Bay on the coast of a tiny island called St Natan in Kashari. I was trained by my father to fight but also by the village Scald in the ways of the Aquanical, telling the stories of my people through song. War came to our lands, and as we were part of the Empire of the Divine Hand, they recruited all able-bodied turtles in my village to fight for them. We fought well, our thick shells and shields making us great shock troops, and we bled heavily for their cause. I almost died in the last battle, besieging the enemy capital, We totals were sent forward as a full-on hope. I was discovered on the battlefield, the only survivor of my kind. When I returned home, I found raiders attacking our village. As they tried to strike a mother and her hatchling, something inside me broke. I charged forward with a song of death on my lips. And as I did so, spectres of my fallen comrades appeared at my sides. As I cut down the raiders, the spirits of my kin formed a protective barrier around the survivors. As the last raider fell, I found the symbol of the divine hand on their chinux. Utterly disillusioned, I decided to craft my own path, not beholden to the laws of the hand or any other country or empire as all faceless organisations like these contain people who would do evil. Instead, I follow my own moral code and try to do good in the way I see it. I've been a member of this, this mercenary guild for years now, and I find it suits me well. I'm good at the work. I have a few allies, these two with me, and I can pick and choose the quests which I feel help me best. I seek to have purpose and to help people. I'm not interested in money.
4: That's me.
3: Shouldn't I let you go first, should we? I
4: was going to say, Matt goes and pulls that out of his ass like, oh, that's pretty, that's like a really epic story. And like, crap. Sorry, guys. I've written, I've written like four lines. Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> Do you want to go first,
3: <laughs>
2: That's my shortened story, by the way. Um, oh my god.
4: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess it's me next. So, um, my character is... male loxodon 75 years old and he's 7 foot 6 and 375 pounds but that's enough about him because for him it's all about the show and the way he sees it is you see a loxodon sat in a dark room a narrator's voice comes over 75 years ago the kingdom of varna saw the birth of their greatest son a loxodon warrior and a national treasure for all time. And then he stands and walks through that black curtain to applause. <laughs> but that's enough about me. Seriously, that's dude. That's what you're getting.
0: <laughs> I noticed that all of your characters have no ego or hero complex or anything.
1: No, no. <laughs> well just, just yeah.
0: several humble beginnings for all of them. About, I mean, cl- the, ball, uh, <laughs> they all good.
2: They all take after Bungle, really. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> a man with um, no ego at all. You know.
0: So we have a, uh, a kind of grizzled, scarred-looking turtle, a massive loxodon. Which we people not familiar at home. Loxodons are elephant men, and are coming up third. Can I just th- throw in there,
2: by the way? I weigh more than you. Yeah, Four, hundred and seventy pounds, man. I'm a
0: big, heavy tall. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, as the mountain trail collapses underneath a pair of you and you fall to your deaths, we're left with our third and final character.
3: Flodo Baggins, Boggins, even. Oh. She's actually only 40 pounds. So, um, being a halfling, blonde, blue eyed, three foot one, in studded leather armour, grow up learning magic from her enchantress mother and hedge wizard father. Oh yes, this time we have good parents. They trained (laughs) her in the arts of magic, but as she grew older, she developed a sense of kleptomania. So kicked out the age of 18. She came back. She's a welcome back for the holidays, but she's out to find her own fortune or steal it. And I'll give you my voice later.
2: And I think I think the way we way we sort of we've been working for a while now as a mercenary guild, probably about a year, as kind of a group in our mercenary guild, sort of taking the same quests and stuff. But um, Floda originally found us because she tried to pick our pockets.
3: Well, I tried to steal out of your um, shell.
2: Well, really I mean that's that's still kind of my pocket, really. It's just a very big <laughs> pocket. Um, <laughs> no, it didn't work very well.
3: No, funnily enough. <laughs>
2: But, you know, instead of, instead, of, instead of like turning you into the city garden and stuff, we took you under our wings. Well, in fact, we're characters that don't have wings. <laughs> we have everything else besides. Uh, took you under my shell, shall we say. That's weird. Okay, fine. Took you under his trunk. How's that? Less weird. Okay, cool. Probably. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. We're training you to be a decent person.
3: To, to, to only steal from those that
0: deserve it.
2: Dealing from bad guys is easier. What are they going to do? Call the cops?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, rage, ego, and thievery aside, we actually have heroic characters on the show for once. That's a round of applause for that at home. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, well, the three of you, your little band of mercenaries have, well, you're in search of taking on a rather lucrative quest bounty, mission, whatever you want to call it, but you've been offered a hefty sum of 20,000 gold pieces, and basically been told this is an extremely dangerous, no mercy, no quarter given sort of deal, but you don't actually know any of the details yet. It's one of those things where a bit of a gamble to even show up, maybe this is some sort of trap for people who are too, too greedy and too few brains, but given the meeting location out in the middle of the wilderness, and... Halfway up a uh, cliff face, you're starting to wonder if this is legit and quite secretive.
2: i I was just—I was—I was just going to say that I, I wasn't expecting quite this much walking. Us turtles were not great over distance. I mean, swimming, hey, but walking—shell <sighs> starting to hurt.
3: Is that because I'm sat on you? I'm really sorry. You know, you, my legs are. You are, re- are you up there? Yeah. C- c- can you not tell?
2: Ah, uh, ah, uh, be honest, I thought it was my pack. <laughs> well, oh, I've,
3: I've only been up here a few days.
2: Ah, uh, why well, you're not very heavy, so <laughs> you can stay.
3: <laughs> I should have just kept quiet.
2: Aye, <laughs> uh, you're fine, wee lass. Ah, uh, the old Yoda trick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah you guys have been traveling for quite a few days now and it's been a while since you've seen any sort of civilization and as you're making your way up this uh thin mountain path very cautiously because as i say two of you are very heavy and every time a little bit of debris kind of falls off the edge there is a moment of severe panic <laughs> but you do eventually spy probably a good 40 or so feet into the distance as you kind of turn around a bit of the mountain from a bit of jutting out rock. You see a... To call it a cave entrance would be generous. It's more like a, a fissure in the rock. But it's certainly open, and you wonder if, as you can see, a bit of light flickering from the inside, perhaps from a fire. Maybe this is where you're supposed to meet someone.
4: Um, Not great A scene in the dark, but I think this might be it. Hey, I tell you what, my guys. I can totally see in the dark. Yeah? Let's go. I can't see anything. Someone put something
2: on. I've got a couple of torches in my backpack, if if you like, um, but or we can just follow um, follow Noah. Noah in.
4: Noah, are you okay? Should we go? Should we go? Yeah, totally. Told you guys, I can see everything. Let's go. Can Can you actually? Yeah, I have dark vision. Ah, right, cool. <laughs> I, have, I have devil's sight. So, ooh, ooh. oh yeah.
0: Little uh, right. hint, hint there to what class uh, Noah is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess maybe we don't want to alert whatever whatever's coming down there. Although the sound of us walking along might, but you know, Torch is going to tell them exactly where we are. So let's kind of hang on to Noah and go through.
5: Yeah, guys, don't worry. I got this. Totally got this, man. <laughs>
2: If you weren't such a great fighter, I'd be a bit worried. (laughs) Why do we hang
0: out with this guy? (laughs) So Noah leads the way on this little path, shimmying past uh, Atlas as you nearly tumble to your death, and (laughs) take the lead into this little fissure that opens up a little bit once you get inside, and it's only a short stint in the darkness until you see a firelight, and Two people sat near a small camp.
2: So Alice, Alice is going to kind of um, rest his hand on the hilt of his sword, not 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 in a kind of aggressive way, but just in a kind of kind of casual but um, wary start to approach.
0: As you kind of get ready to arm yourself, almost you uh, hear a voice just sort of echo out across the campfire. Don't worry, we mean you no harm. Please, come closer. I take it that you're the three we've been waiting for. And as you start to grow a little bit closer to the campfire, you see two women. One wearing a deep blue robe, but uh, set up a little bit more in traveling gear than uh, you might expect her to wear, but with a long staff and long dark hair. She looks about tending towards middle-aged. And you see a w- younger woman with uh, light brown hair, little half elven ears poking out, a little bit younger. Please come closer.
2: You're hey, right then. I- I'm I'm Atlas. Um, this is my colleague Noah, and this is uh, Flodo. And um, yeah, we're gonna uh, gonna come and take a seat. If that's all right with you.
3: Oh, don't sit on me! Don't sit on me! Let me come. Let me climb oh,
2: oh, off. all right, all right. Sorry, sorry. Hey. Right.
3: I jump off. There
2: you go, wee lass. Down you go.
3: Thank you.
0: Uh, all right, big fella. Come on, grab a seat. So as the three of you kinda of get close to the campfire and you make out these two women in a bit more detail. The one who spoke first, the one wearing the blue robe, introduces herself. Thank you for answering our call. I am Archpriestess Lauren, the Temple of Mystra. And my friend here is Solara.
2: Oh, um, Hey, uh, excuse me ladies, let me just, I'm just gonna slap my colleague there. Um, he should be back to normal now.
5: Yeah, sorry guys, I'm uh, i am not too sure what was going on there, uh, but I tell you what, these are some really nice looking ladies. I bet they've got a quest.
2: Um, I'm sure they do. Uh, I'm sure they do, should we, should we all take a seat now? After you've scared them off, don't tell me. Uh, I, sorry, sorry. I, you already got off. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh god! <laughs> right into that one. Yeah, you did. Uh, sorry, ladies. We're normally slightly more professional than this. Slightly... You we see
0: they sort of uh, lean in and whisper to each other for a brief second, and then turn back. Goes, um, just so we're clear. You are the. Group of mercenaries we hired. Yes, aye, we are. Your reputations made you out to be rather f- formidable. D- that is not an exaggeration, I hope.
5: <laughs> Absolutely, not. I'd love to show you some of my tricks. Ha <laughs> um,
3: Let's see if I. Well, uh, then I'll just open up my hands and show everything that I've stolen off them already.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, she she does that.
0: Sorry. Um, I'll,
3: I'll give it back. I mean, unless you don't want it, I can keep it.
0: Uh, please, yeah. no. I will take my books back. Thank you.
3: Ooh, that's good. Okay. Salara, so, did you did you want any of your stuff back? There's a bit, bit weird bit of hair here. Do, do you want that?
0: She snatches that off you immediately. Like,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and the pouch. Pal- yourself... Pouch. Ooh, pretty pouch.
0: Yeah, don't don't touch that. And she just grabs that off you immediately. Okay.
3: I sit on my hands. I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> Just imagine you sitting on your hands, rocking back and forth
2: with a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, I well, look, that's that's what she does. Flodo's pretty good at like stealing from people, um, despite the fact that he's shamelessly hitting on you. Um, my other friend here, he's. Got some interesting magical abilities which are quite powerful. I myself, um, well, I I sing and kill people. I try to do more of the former than the latter.
0: Well, we could definitely do with a lot of the killing people part. And I guess that will bring us on to business. Before I say anything further, I do wish to be certain you understand the danger that you're about to put yourselves in. This task will not be an easy one, hence the 20,000 gold pieces we offered for it. If you are as skilled as you claim to be, then I suppose this will hold no fear for you, but our task today is to hunt down and kill one of the most dangerous people in the world. Does that sound like something that you will be capable of, or should you leave and will find Others.
3: I heard Samuel Crane was dead. Is that not true? Is that not true? Someone, anyone?
0: Yes, the prime arbiter of Arden is deceased. I see news travels quickly, but he is not who I speak of.
2: Well, look. I've. I'm not so worried about the money, but I've got a moral code. This person we need to uh, dispatch. Look, are they a good
0: person, like deep down? Are they trying to help people or no? Lauren kind of ponders that question for a moment and then Solara just jumps straight and goes, is a monster. She, as far as I've been able to learn, she is one of the most terrible people that exist. There is nothing close to human left in her. The one time I met her personally, if that was enough for me to know. If you agree to this, I can tell you, without a word of a lie, that the world will be a better place if we succeed. Vastly
2: better. Okay, um, I'm going to take an insight check on her. Go for it. Sorry. Uh 13. 13? Thirteen.
0: Thirteen? Mm-hmm. She seems like she's being pretty straight up with you. There, There is a hard kind of almost... She's almost disgusted to talk about this person. Like, there's something she just... Is fundamentally opposed to. Right. Well, that sounds right up my street.
3: I mean, is it? Have we got anything else? I mean, you said it's a woman. I'm not too sure, but I guess I, I can kill a woman. I can kill a woman, right?
5: <laughs> uh, he probably <laughs> kill most people. <laughs> I tell you what, my ladies, some fine looking honeys like you, and I'll show you why they call me the national treasure.
3: No one calls him that. I'm really sorry.
2: Uh, it's, um, yeah, he's, he's very proud of his trunk.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I do hope you're not all talk, or this will be a very short day. If you are all in agreement, then I will begin to explain what we endeavour to do today. That was your one opportunity to leave, because once I tell you all of this, you will not be safe anywhere unless we are successful. Is that understood? Yep. Okay.
5: Ain't nobody can take me down.
0: Let us hope that is true. You may not be aware of everything we're about to discuss. Most of this will be new information, I suppose. But we are about to hunt down one of the Illuminated. A woman known as Ilystra. She is responsible for a great deal of death and suffering, both recently and across countless centuries. I don't expect you to know those names. They have done a very good job of ensuring that people like yourselves do not find out about them. The Illuminated themselves are a group of, let's just say, wizards gone bad. (laughs) That's a simple way to summarize it. But they are far more than what they began their lives as. Nowadays, they are nothing more than monsters with terrible terrible goals, and I would be lying to you if I understood everything that they were up to. I don't. Frankly, the fact that we have this opportunity today has come at great sacrifice and great luck. This particular illuminated Ilistra, we, we had her nearby in Varadin not too long ago, but she escaped. She left and do her dark little bidding in other places, and Neither of us could rest on our conscience, knowing that she was out there. So we made it part of our mission to take her out. Her residence is not far from here. We will make our way through this tunnel, and once we get out to the other side, well, we will get our chance to take her out. It will be extremely difficult. She is old and cunning, exceptionally knowledgeable, she is within her seat of power, but there is no way that we could draw her out of it, none that I can think of. We will simply have to take her head-on, or as head-on as we like, I suppose, and attempt to destroy her. If we fail, there will be no running away. She will know each and every one of us, and they will do what they do best, which is hunt down people like us and make us wish that we were never born. This is an all-or-nothing play, hence the high reward for the three of you. If there are any questions, ask them now, else we'll be leaving immediately.
3: I mean, do you know any weaknesses? I mean, why is there only three of us? Could could we get more? I mean, would more be better?
0: The reason why we have chosen such a small group is that, one, we wish to avoid immediate detection, and two, well, she's going to be distracted by a far more direct assault. We're hoping while her attention is turned, a smaller group will be able to sneak in and take care of her.
5: (laughs) Gotta say, ladies, um, you want us to sneak? Don't know if you noticed, uh, me and my friend here, uh, we ain't exactly sneaky guys.
2: Um, No, I mean, I've got my ways if I really need to stealth free, but it's not really my forte. (laughs) Gotta be honest. But, as for kind of what you've said so far, I believe in in good. I believe that good is worth fighting for. She, from what you ladies have said, seems like the exact opposite of what I think is good in this world, so this seems like something worth fighting and perhaps dying for so Yes, I'm fully
0: in. Excellent. As for weaknesses, Flodo, I'm afraid we know none. We know she is a powerful spellcaster. We know the Illuminated have altered themselves beyond mere mortality. She will be dangerous and difficult to fight. My hope on the stealth part is that we will need very little stealth. If our our distraction goes ahead as planned, She will hopefully be preoccupied, and I will teleport the group of us to her throne room, or lab, or wherever it is she's located within her abode. And we will take her out directly. Hopefully the element of surprise will be in that.
2: You hope? How will we... uh, Rather, how will you know where she is?
0: Oh, knowing where she is isn't that difficult. Trust me, that will make sense once we pass through these tunnels.
2: I'll take your word for it. Uh you are an arch priestess and all. I kind of sort of bow my head slightly deferentially di- to a... her. <laughs>
5: yeah, I gotta I got I gotta say, ladies, uh sounds like somebody this powerful uh, probably is expecting us to come from the back, you know what I mean? I know you're saying you're gonna distract her and all, but these kind of people, you know, they they tend to have traps lying around, you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, I expect she will be well defended. In fact, if you have any preparations you need to make before we leave, I suggest you do so just before I cast my spell.
3: What? Do you mean, like, make a will? I haven't written a will. I haven't seen my parents. I should probably go see my parents before we do this.
2: I think we might be a bit late for that. Well, what does she mean, then? You could you could write a will, but, I mean, like, maybe she thinks about, like, preparing abilities and attacks. Oh.
3: Oh. Why did you just say that, then?
2: Have you got anything you can use before, like, in the morning, like, that we could use, maybe?
3: Hmm.
2: Like, Flo, do you have anything we can use? Mm
3: look looking.
0: Well, while you're uh, browsing your spell books and getting used to these characters, she will throw a, um, a small backpack over to uh, Atlas and say, I'm afraid it's not much, but at least here are a few potions that may set you right. And you see contained inside the bag three potions of superior healing. Oh. Ooh. And uh yeah. If there's nothing else you want to ask them, they will be uh heading off with you guys in tow. I'm gonna to, yeah, suggest we each take a potion of superior healing.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Flow, Flo, you've you've definitely got something you can use in like before we go in, but I can't remember is it's in your skills or-
3: Oh, one of my so in your in
2: your sorry in your in your background and your class abilities. I think I'm just going to start
4: talking to people using awakened mind. Mm. Okay, I can talk to everybody everybody telepathically. So then I, I, yeah. avoid, I avoid the whole accent thing.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> so I, can, I can cast messages, as a cantrip as well, so we can chat.
3: <laughs> Inspiring leader. There you go. So uh-huh. this ah. Yeah. Well, i where? Well, where is it that I can start? Inspire. Spend ten minutes inspiring your companions, shoring up to re- their resolve to a fight. Uh, choose up to six creatures, including myself, within thirty feet of you, who can blah 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 blah. Each creature can gain temporary hit points equal to your level plus my charisma modifier. So that's an extra fifteen HP for everybody. Temp- 10, HP. ten HP. Yeah. And um. I've already thought about it. The thing that I'm going to do for 10 minutes and is just to say, do it, do it, do it, do it, just to piss you off enough that it gets you wild up. <laughs> <laughs> So imagine me saying... <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Alice just flips the fucking <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: stool over and just starts stomping around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all good?
1: Yeah. Can you do,
3: no. it? <laughs> do you need me to do this one more time?
2: No! no please don't I can only rage so many times in a day
0: (laughs) that doesn't count as one no (laughs) (laughs) roleplay rage (laughs) yep Uh, okay so you get your uh, inspiring leader to uh, make you all feel just a little bit tougher (laughs) We'll be geared up for this fight. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So with that, then, they will start leading you through these tunnels. And it takes a few hours to get to the other side. It's uh, not the easiest journey. It's dark in places, but you guys have got torches, though. It doesn't matter too much to Noah, who's uh, just jollying along, able to see everything with his devil's sight. And eventually, you see a light in the distance where this tunnel opens up, presumably on the other side of this cliff face and this mountain that you were kind of traversing your way around as you walk out into the light. You see why they were saying it's not too difficult to know where she is. And I'm gonna show you all a picture. Uh As you walk out into the into the midday sun, you see about maybe a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred feet away from you, a massive Floating tower, which when you look at the bottom, it looks like maybe this tower used to be larger and has been snapped off. But you can see underneath it, a huge camp has been set up. It's too far away to make out details, but you assume with the amount of buildings and defenses that it's been uh, up and running for a little while now. And the tower is just kind of floating ominously above it. Um, It is basically like a just a single spire. Reaching up into the heavens, uh, it looks like if you were trying to attack it directly, you'd need a hell of a lot of firepower. It seems very well built, very sturdy, and as I say, it looks like it's been broken off, maybe a larger structure. I mean, no, thing... I mean, oh,
2: I mean, I just have to say it. I just have to say it. it's it been. I'm thinking, my, head. sorry, guys. Um,
0: hey, look, it's your mum's dildo. Thanks. Sorry. I don't know. Try bring a, bring a bit of class to the show. Sorry. <laughs> Carry yeah, on. that's normally <laughs> my game. <laughs> True. Could uh, be worse. <laughs> so yeah. There's things floating there. The only thing that's different between the picture I'm showing you and what it actually looks like is that there are rings of these purple crystals floating around it, all of which seem to be just glowing with some sort of uh inner magical light. And they're sort of spinning round almost like orbiting. And yeah, this looks like a hell of a place to try a salt. Ah, uh, hey, that's where we're going. Yes. One assumes, if the building is much like I remember it, that she'll be on the top floor. You've been up there? Years ago, yes. It used to make up part of a, uh, noble's building back in Baradin. Really? Yes, they took this over, probably about a year ago now. Converted it for their own means. I doubt the inside looks so much of what it used to look like in my time, but hopefully the main structure is more or less the same. But what that does mean is that I can attempt to teleport us directly inside.
3: Is it going to hurt? I don't like things that hurt.
0: No, that won't be the bit that hurts.
3: Okay.
2: Let us know when you're going to do it,
0: then. Well, I suppose we best prepare. And she kind of lines you all up into like a, a circle, and her and Solara are next to each other, and then you're all sort of holding hands in a ring. And she begins to sort of mutter a few words to herself and and you feel that arcane energy start to build up around her, this kind of aura of blue magic just flaring. And she seems to be going very slowly and waiting for something. And you can watch as Solara's eyes are just darting around all over the place. And you, after a few minutes go by, you hear her just start to go, come on, they should be here already, they should be here. To expose, just to stand out here. We need... We need the distraction to go off.
4: So, um... As... As she's saying that, I'm just gonna... Talk to her telepathically. And it's like... Yo, uh... Who are you waiting
0: for? She's about... She kind of looks at you for a moment, a little bit surprised by the telepathy. But, you know, Solara's been through a lot, so she's not, uh... Um... Completely taken aback. And as she's about to give a response... All of you hear the loud flapping of wings, and Mm. she responds to you, I think that's what I'm waiting for. As you all sort of turn and look in the direction just over this kind of open valley that's reaching out before you, you see a dot on the horizon that's getting very rapidly bigger, and you see what your best guess is. An adult red dragon flying over the hills and towards the spire.
5: Oh
2: fuck, is that on our side?
0: As it kind of shoots over your heads and you're all just buffeted by the wind, as she looks at you and goes, I think it is, yes, and well, I think we're almost ready to go. He watches the dragon essentially does a strafing run against the tower, breathing out this ridiculously hot red and white flame as it scorches along the side. You watch as arcane defenses, you have to assume, start to try flare up and rebuff the creature's attacks. But they're faltering under this creature's vicious assault. You watch as doors begin to open or at least something is opening on the sides of the tower as creatures are starting to float out to rebuff this assault. You can just about make out they look like part mechanical, part fleshy. They, they have a very strange view of them and longtime listeners to our show would recognize them as our illuminated abominations that Elistra was so fond of building. The semi-mechanical, semi-zombified, claw-armed, claw-hand, side armed creatures
2: Wonderful. uh... (laughs) We love them so much.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're like little bunny rabbits.
0: Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Their heavily armored mechanical forms start to float out and unleash a torrent of magic against this dragon and don't do too much to it. They are struggling to rebuff it, but it's kind of a quality versus quantity as more of them start to flood out of the tower. Uh, Solara quickly turns to Lauren and goes, Okay, I think that's our distraction. Uh, We need to go. And Lauren is like, concentrating. She sort of nods. And you watch as this circle of teleportation begins to appear around you. As that's happening, and you start to feel yourselves be swallowed by the swell of magic from Lauren. I want all three of you to do me a perception check. Uh,
4: Is it based on smell? No, sight. Sight.
2: (laughs) Always with the, is it based on something?
4: (laughs) Well, I get bonuses.
2: I know, it used to be you get a bonus with um, with sight, didn't you? And now it's the opposite. Uh, 19 from Atlas.
0: 19. So, Noah with a 10... Flodo with a 15, you two are a little bit too distracted by preparing yourselves mentally for this attack. Atlas, you cast an eye over towards the battle because it's intense, deadly, you watch these creatures are starting to fall out of the air under the dragon's assault, and as you're watching, you notice those orbiting purple crystals are flaring rapidly, and as arcs of this almost purplish lightning start to burst from the crystals. One of them reaches all the way over to where your little group is stood and scores along the mountain wall. It happens two or three more times, but you notice that Lauren is far too concentrated on her spell. As you all start to disappear, one more burst comes and hits your group, striking Lauren directly in the back. Solara lets go and attempts to grab her, pull her out of the way as the group of you disappear from the mountainside.
3: It was too good to be true. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> too straightforward.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got some powerful allies. Oh no, we don't.
1: <laughs> oh
0: dear. Ah. Can't make it too easy. It's all darkness for a little while until the three of you are awoken to the sound of dripping liquid on liquid. Just over and over again, all around you. I would say Atlas is probably the most, uh, well, the most resilient, I would guess, as a uh, barbarian. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, so you start to come to first, and as you open your eyes, you realise you're in complete pitch darkness. I'm going to kind of feel around, check I've still got my equipment on me. You seem to have everything where it's uh, last left, but you push yourself up off this metal floor. As you kind of reach out a little bit in the darkness, you feel a massive hole next to you, probably about 10 feet in uh, diameter. And you sort of very quickly back away from it, and you can just hear this dripping all around you. And then you hear a very wet, smacking sound, loudly about 20 feet behind you, As something hits on the ground, and then you hear another one from the other end of the room. As Noah wakes up with his devil sight, you get a bit of a cleaner look at what's in here. You appear to be in a large, completely metal room with some open grates on the ceiling, a large grate on the wall, and a large double set of metal doors that seem to have no handles, no key, just sealed shut. And in the center of the room, there's a hole that you assume, from a quick glance down, might drop all the way out of this tower. It looks a very long way down, and you can't see a bottom, so who knows. Okay. And you watch as another one of these, it kind of looks like a bundle of flesh just drops from one of the drainage grates above you and just slaps this sickening, kind of squelching sound nearby.
2: I'm gonna um I'm gonna cast um message and I'm gonna cast gonna speak to um to Noah and say Are you awake? Did we make it? I don't want to alert anything that's around us.
4: So uh The the, the narrator in Noah's head uh says Yeah, um I'm fine. Um not too sure uh, about the uh the witch though didn't look good. Eh? Hey, no, it didn't. Um... Hey, can I head uh, over to where this flesh hit the floor as I'm talking to him, like, telepathically?
0: Yeah, certainly. Yeah. You can start making your way over to one of them. And you notice as you're walking through, this place is covered in bodies and old ones at that. They easily sort of break apart under your, uh, loxodon heavy feet. You kind of look like you're in some sort of refuse dump, where things are being dropped and drained there's this black viscous liquid just dripping from these drains above you say you see a large great nut on the other side of the room where more of this liquid is just pouring out from and there's sealed doors that don't seem to have an entrance or exit or any sort of way to open them
2: Not not the trash compactor, hopefully um, <laughs> uh, So I'm, I'm also going to cast message again now to um, see if I can get hold of Flodo see if she made it in with us and if she's awake,
0: yeah. So, Flodo, I think, is a half thing. You also don't have dark vision, so you, as you hear Atlas's voice, kind of echoing in your head a little bit, you also open your eyes to just pitch darkness. Hello. You're right. We lost. Uh, did you make it?
3: I don't know where it is. Uh I can't see anything, and something's I, I, moving.
2: Hang on. I'm going to message. Um, <laughs> I do this a lot. I'm going to message. Um, fuck, Noah. uncle. Um, <laughs> Noah. I'm going to message Noah again and be like, is it safe to to light a torch? Is there anything like
0: imminently around us? So, Noah, you are going to go investigate the pile of flesh that dropped from the
1: ceiling.
0: Do yes. me a perception check. 21. Nice. 21. Noah, you, as you get closer to this thing, And the only one who can see in this room, you watch in horror as this thin strip of flesh that looks vaguely humanoid begins to animate and stands up under some sort of necromatic compulsion. And we're going to roll initiative.
4: Yeah. Ah, balls.
0: As a number of them start to stand up within the room. And if you guys scroll to the bottom of roll 20, you should see a map. Oh, joy. Initiative, yeah. it is.
3: Okay, what does my token look like? Cool beans.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> the first time you guys see seen your tokens. It is. Nice.
4: Oh, oh there I
3: am.
2: I
0: natural, natural cool. Natural
2: 20 I, yeah, on your I was initiative. for at that. <laughs> <laughs> Can That's a cool
3: thing to crit.
2: Light That's a torch funny. and drop it, and then hide.
3: Mage hand.
2: No, Get uh, <laughs> five. Uh, <laughs> so, you're um, looking at this thing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I also, I'm so far up my own ass. It's untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it's <still> pitch black. <laughs> you're that far up your ass. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> so, um, this is important. My uh, husks, as they're called, got a initiative of five. And so did Noah, and we have the same dex bonus. So, just roll me a, uh, a d twenty, and we'll see who goes first. Straight up D twenty. I got a nine. Straight up D twenty. A ten. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus
1: (laughs) Christ! (laughs)
0: You, you are more lucky than you realize. (laughs) Thank God.
3: Ah, not 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 um, the whispering man this time. eh? Hey, (laughs)
4: hey. Um. Well, Noah doesn't know.
3: (laughs) Oh fuck's sake!
4: Noah doesn't (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> no nah, doesn't know. Tell you what, Noah does know. Noah knows some cantrips.
0: <laughs> Noah knows
4: some cantrips.
2: So much so that it's his he replaced his surname with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it's true. It is.
3: Noah cantrip.
2: Uh, Noah cantrip. I know uh, all all the puns. All the puns.
4: Uh, <laughs> well, it was that, that, that on Egliterus. I'm telling Sorry? you it was that or Mike Literus. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it, yeah, that was the two options I came that, down that, to. That, that was the tone was it? You see, you see yeah. it was where I was going.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I tried tried to be kind of subtle with Atlas. I was like, you know, cuz cuz Atlas carries the world on his shoulders and Atlas carries his world on his back, but you yeah. mm-hmm. oh, know. No, too <laughs> subtle.
1: <laughs>
0: Lame. Oh, well. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, a an issue of 25. Flodo Boggins.
1: <laughs>
0: you are up first. And you can't see shit. I can't
1: and you see can't shit. see
0: shit.
3: So Noah goes and has a look. Does he say that it's okay to light anything?
0: I mean, it's up to you. It is pitch black on your turn and you hear things moving around you.
3: Yeah, gonna probably light a light and see what happens.
0: Okay, so you're lighting, you're taking your action to light a torch. So you have yes. dim light on you.
3: Yes.
0: Okay. So I think a torch is 20 foot of dim light, if I remember correctly.
3: Probably.
2: It's been a while. We rarely use torches in the other <laughs> one. We just kind of f-
0: fumble around in the dark, mostly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Follow <laughs> Rogar. Okay. Um, so... uh, yeah.
0: Torch burns for one hour, bright light within 20 feet, and dim light for an additional 20 feet.
3: Okay. okay so you can so... see
0: most of the room then, but half of it in dim light.
3: Okay, so I can see there are i f- I'm- I can see well, four of them are around me.
2: Mhm. You can also see in dim light as if it was regular yeah. light as one of your abilities as well, so you should be able to see all of them.
3: Um, I don't like the fact that I'm so... bugger. Um, I'm going to run.
0: <laughs> Keeping the tradition of GTMP alive. Go yeah. on, bro, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: um, I'm a very little thing compared to the guys with the high AC. Um, I'm. Oh, okay. What's surrounding me? Is it literally just a flat surface? Actually, there's a hole there, isn't there?
0: Uh, yes. Directly behind you is a pit down to who knows what.
3: Um, is there any spires? Well, not like columns or anything.
0: Uh, no, this is basically a big metal box of, uh, discarded remnants that are dropping into the room.
3: Well, that's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna attempt to hide behind Noah, then.
0: I don't think that's gonna do a great deal for you.
1: Better than you can now! can hide on one
0: of them. <laughs> oh, go on, go behind Nora. Let's uh... see. If you want to roll your stuff, you could hide from literally one of them.
3: Yep. I'm going to do that because then I have Sneak. You going behind me? No, Noah. Oh. Hello. Who's who? Uh, I'm, I'm the
2: turtle. He's. The
3: oh, okay. Sorry. I wasn't oh, sorry. too sure then. Oh, wow. Me. No, I'm, I'm I'm going to go behind Atlas then. My bad.
0: You are behind Atlas. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. She, she I just going
3: I thought it was Noah. But oh, it's okay.
2: thanks for that, because now I can see you with your torch, so I
3: appreciate it. <laughs> so stealth, did yes. you say?
0: Yeah, you can roll a stealth. Only literally you're going to hide from one of them. A natural one. <laughs> Still a 14. Still a 14.
3: Still a 14. Yeah. Oh, I can re-roll a one.
2: You can actually re-roll. You can, yeah, because you're a dwarf. It's an ability yeah, check. No, an, a halfling. Yes, you can re-roll that one. Yeah. Hey, we're not bad.
3: Right. You get to use so one of your abilities roll a d20, yeah?
2: i just, just re-roll stealth.
3: Okay, just double-checking. Yeah. Hey, look! Look at me remembering things about my class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, you
2: you, You kind of went behind me, and then you remembered you left the torch hand stuck out the side, so you just pulled it back in again. <laughs> and suddenly you're invisible. Yes, One. I
0: mean... Your completely illuminated body would have been exceptionally well hidden if you were not carrying a source of light. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've done a great job.
2: <laughs> I mean, you, one of them physically can't see you because I'm so big. Yeah. So. <laughs> you can see a
0: glowing light behind you, though, and he's a little confused.
3: <laughs> hey, he doesn't have to be smart.
1: Mm.
0: Atlas, it's, as yeah. you have this tiny creature badly hiding behind you, but looking very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) She has at least brought a light source into your area, and you can now see these weird shambling... They literally look like the leftover flayed skin moving on its own. Like, the body has gone, the muscle, the bone. The only thing powering these things are some twisted necromatic magic that's just left over in their forms. And they are all shambling towards your group. What are you doing?
2: Sounds appealing. Do any of them look any bigger or harder to kill than any of the other
0: ones? Uh, no, these all look very similar. They're all like barely stitched together. You, you don't know how these things could even attack you but they certainly look like they're going to give it a try. Okay. So
2: uh, let's go for it. Let's go for a rage. Because I haven't raged before. I'm played barbarian before so let's give it a go. So I'm going to rage. Okay, and I'm going to move up. What? Well, <laughs> what else do you want me to do? <laughs> i to be it. I mean, I, I, could, I could use a melee as a, as a ranged attack. I could lob a hand axe at one of them.
3: You could move there, um, and you're still in...
0: I'll break it to you, you're not in stealth. If That wasn't very, very clear. <laughs> from the fact that you're literally... A light.
2: <laughs> I mean, ne- next 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 turn, you can drop the torch and then.
0: Okay,
3: I will.
2: <laughs> and then and then then you can attack.
0: <laughs> ro- just to set the scene, in a room with no walls or anywhere to hide, you are stood in the open with a lit torch, and they can see in the dark.
3: <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't need the torch, did they?
0: No. Oh,
3: bastards.
2: Um, let's have a quick look. I'm just going to um. Check something. Sorry, first time using characters and all that. Uh, so, no, I can still Bardic Inspiration when I'm raging, because um, that's not a spell. Yeah, it's
0: an ability. So that's, so that's
2: so that's that's fine. Uh, so, uh, so I've already I've already bonus actions on this turn, but for just for future turns, I was thinking, do I want to? No, that's fine. I'll bonus action next turn with it and, and give some Bardic Bardic Inspirations. So I'm just gonna start wailing on the first dude. Mm-hmm. Um, with two attacks with my long sword but raging and I'm just going to do normal attacks I'm not going to do
0: special attacks so an 18 and 12 sl- slashing damage an 18 definitely hits this thing has barely any defenses and your sword sinks straight through half its body literally cleaving it off and it just slumps to the ground but parts of it are still moving and coming towards you it is heavily hurt
2: i'm gonna follow it up with a second attack then uh at 29 which is a critical uh do 15 slashing damage and an additional 10
0: damage on top of that
2: natural 20
0: there's too many yeah. natural 20s already i don't like these characters that's
1: that's what well, you see
2: that's the thing we've, we've got them all the way against the um the the initial things we have to fight so when we actually to fight something hard gonna kill us we'll be one yeah
0: well that's natural 20 as you spin your long sword back around and just impale this thing and whatever was tethering it to some sort of motion sick form of life is snuffed out as it drops to the ground. Is that your turn, Atlas? No, actually.
2: Uh, I'm going to use a bit more of my movement to get straight into combat with this one here to kind of protect Flodo on that side.
0: I... I'm sorry to tell you that that is just a corpse on the floor. Oh, is it? So they the, look quite similar uh, because they are the flayed bodies that pieces uh, off of. Uh,
2: in which case, <laughs> I use the rest of my movements. I used five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five 10, 15, 20, 25, 30,
0: 35
2: to get into combat with that one there.
0: How do you still have 35 movement? Uh, no, no, no,
2: no, 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 I counted from, from, from there. Oh, I see I, have, I see. I have 40 feet movement, plus I get an extra 10 feet movement if I attack something as well. So ah, okay. In a turn from my bard college thing. So oh, I get quite a lot of yeah. movement. Uh, but even then, yeah, I, d- I didn't have 35 extra, but I was counting from the... Right I of, ...that I'd already moved.
1: Cool. You're cool. a
2: speedy total. I am a weirdly Sam a very Tom. quick total.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're,
0: we're playing with, with preconceptions here. Yeah. So, Noah, you watch as uh, Atlas dispatches one of these things easily, and you have one coming up on you pretty uh, quickly here. What are you going to do? Um... So, I'm guessing
4: nobody can see, except me. Or can you, uh, or can you guys see now?
0: We can see... see uh, see. torch in there. Yeah. yeah. Flodo has a torch in hand, so there's a bit of light in the room now.
4: Um, i tell you what, it might. Yeah, I suppose this might help. I don't know. I don't know how much it'll light up.
0: Just for so, a bit of um, orientation here, by the way. On the west side of the room is the big door. On the east side of the room is the massive grate. And then... You see these grates on the floor are actually representing the ones from the ceiling.
4: All right, okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to step... Well, I'm going to move backwards towards the hull, and I'm going to cast Create Bonfire. Interesting. Um, Which is a cantrip, and I'm going to cast it on the one that just popped up in front of my face. So... Yeah.
0: So it's uh, a deck save, I believe. It is. Yes. What's your uh, spell DC?
4: Spell DC, uh, if I remember correctly, is 15. Let me double check it. No. Save DC, 17.
0: 17? Ooh. Yes. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not sure I like that. <laughs> well,
2: it <laughs> <laughs> means we're going to die sooner yeah. than we were going
0: to uh, die. Well, with a 14, he does not get out of the way as your little bonfire erupts on the ground. Now, remind me, does that stay there?
4: It does. It is a five-foot cube, and I do have to concentrate on it. Okay. Uh, but just to kind of illuminate some of the room, so I hope you guys can see as well.
0: Cool. All Cheers, well. bro. We'll put a little fire down on the ground, then. Okay, so he takes the full eight points of fire damage he is still alive but certainly hurting so is, is that uh, a
3: 20 foot ray like bit of light and then dim light from 20 foot past that as well
0: i believe so yeah i think it works the same as a uh, torch cool beans so uh, yeah you have a bit more light in the room so you guys can see pretty clearly now good for you
4: yay
0: yeah It is my husk's turn, and, well, they're going to converge. No. (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: Even worse.
3: Oh, they're getting closer.
0: Okay. They all start heading towards your uh, little group as it makes its stand in this, uh, basically a death pit. Let's be (laughs) fair. And you my my loxodon friend are so lucky that you went before them on initiative (laughs) because they get automatic critical hits if you didn't they do however also have pack tactics and i think i see two of them converging on mr noah and the first one is going to lunge at you with an attempt to constrict you with its weird necrotic flesh Let's see. If it's uh, with advantage a natural 20 uh, it's not just you guys yeah it's not mm-hmm. oh that's a high damage well, high scoring game I don't like this Ooh. and you see what I rolled on that extra damage there so that's um, 13 points of damage on my poor Luxordarm friend that's a lot of your temp health gone yes yeah and, uh, if you'd be so kind, do me a constitution saving throw. Wait, wait, wait. No. So, that is now
1: two. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait.
4: No. Um, <laughs> constitution
0: constitution I don't think I will. Say... 21. 21. You feel okay as you watch this thing attempt to just constrict around you and you see its weird little dangly bits of flesh start trying to work its way into your skin. The second one, also with advantage... He's also going to try constrict you. With advantage, uh, 11, I don't think hits you. Nope. That's fine. The only other one that can attack is on Atlas up here. He unfortunately does not get power tactics. so... But he is going to attempt to constrict you as well. 22. Ooh, oh, a. That's... That's 4 points, and do me a con save, please. Uh, 14. 14. Uh, you're also fine. These things aren't that tough, but... They're a little dangerous, you know. Keeping it, uh, keeping you busy. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so that's their turn. At the end of the round, a few more of them.
3: Oh, for fuck's start- sake.
0: Start to drop into the room. Guys, we need to get out of here.
3: Not from that way, then.
0: Which way are they coming in from?
2: The grates in the ceiling, or. So yeah, no.
0: two of them, two more of them, have come through the big grate on the west side, and one of them has dropped down from the ceiling near the bonfire. The door. Yep, I'm thinking the door. That's the end of round one. Round two. Oh, Flodo, you are looking a little surrounded here, but you're not in that much danger yet.
3: No, not yet. Right. Okay. Gonna move up. Have
0: well. you dropped the torch? It-
3: yes, I have. Is that a free action?
0: Yeah, free action to drop it.
3: Okay, right up to this slimy fucker. Uh, that I was feeling
0: especially cruel, I'd say it drops in some of the liquid and goes out, but, you know, I'll be nice.
3: <laughs> uh, going towards the western gate, because fuck no, um, I'm going to cast my bonus action. So I can cast a bonus action and a cantrip. Do same. a bonus
2: action spell and then what single action cantrip in the same turn?
3: Art, right, Dixon?
2: Uh, what's allowing you to do that? What's the ability? Isn't I, I was I was doing the research on that, and that seemed to be the understanding. You, um, you well, she she, 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 has, she has one that's one spell that, that's a bonus action to cast, and one cantrip that's an action to cast. Which, uh, looking in the player's handbook, you can do as I read anyway.
0: Oh, uh, are you just doing the general thing where you you can cast a spell and then cast a cantrip with an action uh, with a, a casting time of one action in the same
2: turn? Yes. Yes. If it is a bonus action spell. Yeah, because you're not you're not double double actioning at all and they, you can't do the other way around where it's an action spell and a bonus action cantrip it has to be the other way around.
4: As yes, I understand
0: uh, it. You can do a bonus action spell and a regular action cantrip on your turn.
4: That's yeah. Cool and, um, yeah.
0: You can also still cast a reaction after that if you got attacks as well. You can,
2: and we do you do actually have a reaction that you
3: can use. I do! Yeah. Speaking of so I'm gonna cast Shadow Blade as my bonus action. So I get um weave threads of shadow to create a sword of silified gloom in my hand.
1: Awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. Um and as my action, gonna cast a cannot trip. I'm gonna What's go that? with
0: that's a concentration spell as well. It is. Mm.
3: Booming Blade. Mm. As part of the action used to cast this spell, you must make a melee attack with a weapon against one creature within the spell's reach, otherwise, the spell fails. On a hit, the target suffers uh, the normal effects and it becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of your next turn. If the target willingly moves before then, it immediately takes 1d8 thunder damage. And the spell ends. Booyah! Uh,
2: and at fifth level, the melee attack does an additional one d8 thunder damage to the target when you hit, as well, and two d8 if it moves when you're above the fifth level. So, okay.
1: But you still do need you actually? Need, uh, do you need to actually make your
2: attack with um, shadow blade oh, now.
3: Yes, with my actual blade. Oh my god, so many things, guys! Attack eighteen.
2: So plus fifteen. So, so fifteen damage plus eight thunder damage. Fifteen psychic plus eight thunder.
0: Um, If I'm reading this correctly, the eight thunder damage is only if it moves.
2: No, that's at lower, at higher levels, because at fifth level, the melee attack does an extra one d eight thunder damage to the target, and the damage the target takes for
0: moving increases to two d eight. I see. Either way, it's enough to kill it. So
2: yeah. (laughs) I mean, you you are you are you are kind of hitting um, an ant with like I don't know, firing a fifty BMG bullet at an ant. But hey. (laughs)
3: I <laughs> oh, wanted to. Right, how far okay. did I move? I literally had all my movement, didn't I?
2: Yep. <laughs>
3: okay, that was my 25 feet. Fantastic.
2: Uh, you can bonus action to... Oh, no, you can't bonus action because you used it for your
0: spell. Yeah, i have done everything. So you run up with your shadowy blade wreathed in uh, thunderous energy and basically just cut this thing square in half and leave it kind of electrified on the floor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy. Crispy. Okay. <laughs> That's your turn then, Flodo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Atlas, you are face-to-face with another one of these creatures. Right. So
2: um, so I'm going to stare at it from above my shield and still raging, I'm going to slice at it
0: with my longsword. Uh, an 11. Oh, that's not good. Ooh, 11 actually misses. So as this Ooh. thing is... Weird bodiless flesh is still trying to wrap itself around you. You struggle to kind of fight it off and still attack and swing and a miss. Mm. Not good. All right, I'll follow it up with a 16
2: and that does 10 slashing damage.
0: Okay, it's enough to hurt this thing badly, but though you watch one of its arms kind of get severed off, it still stood standing.
2: Okay, Uh, and with a bonus action, I'm going to. Noah looks in the worst shape. I'm gonna chuck him a um, arctic inspiration. Ooh. Give you a green dot. Yes, um, and sort of to, to 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 imagine how I'm doing that as after I've taken those two uh, swings, this fleshy creature. You can hear I'm beating out sort of the baseline of one of my songs on the back of my shield with my sword. Mm. Kind of um, in- inspire him into thinking of some sort of, good times, drinking around the fire, etc.
0: Right. Well, he feels a little bit more inspired from that, and good timing because that means it's Noah's turn. What are you doing, Noah?
4: Yeah, I was just saying I'm kind of stuck here, aren't I?
0: Yeah, you they... do have two of these weird flesh monsters right next to you.
4: Yeah. So um, I'm not liking that. So, um, in true warlock style. Uh, I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> <laughs> Say the line. I-, <laughs> I cast Eldritch Blast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: because I'm who I am, it's gonna look a little bit different. So what you actually see is like a shield of light form on on Noah's arm, and as he casts the Eldritch Blast, he throws the shield at the guys in front of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Uh,
0: And let's hope I've written this correctly. So, 14 damage, presumably against the one directly in front of you? Yes. And then it shoots again because you're 10th level? Yes, it does. So, roll another attack for the second one. Ooh. Number nine. Okay, well, the first throw of your uh, Shield of Light... Goes straight through this creature, ricochets off the back wall, and then smashes the other one in where its spine would have been, if it had been a normal creature, perhaps a deadly blow. But this second husk is still clinging onto life. Oh. <laughs> one down. Cool. One down.
2: look really cool. Yeah. Looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Shield pinging off one and hitting the other in the face, but
4: yeah. But yeah, that'll that'll have to well. Uh, Yeah, I can't move, so I'll have to end my turn.
0: Okay. It is our husk's turn, and they're going to do some movement. Two of them Mm -hmm. are going to attempt to surround Atlas, and two will go a bit closer into the room, and my last one will go up right next to where its buddy just died. And now we have the fun of pack tactics. Mm Mm-hmm. The... First one is going to go against our Lox's friend, Noah, and again, with advantage, going to attempt to constrict you. 16? It misses. Ah, uh, you damn elephant creature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that a speciesist? A,
3: speciesist.
0: Uh, a little bit. And second one, 17. Beats it, beats it. And it does, that's 8 points of damage, and make me a con save. First against the constrict, and then again against your uh, concentration on the bomb
4: uh, a 25.
0: Yeah, it's fine. And A 22. Okay, you are perfectly good, as this thing attempts to wrap around you and cause you a little bit more damage. Which uh, should take you out of your temp HP now. It does. Just. <laughs> and then we go over to Atlas, who is in a bit of a worse shape in terms mm. of uh, things around him. The one that's already injured will attempt to continue its Constrict with an 18. Uh, uh no. Nope. Don't think that's good enough? Nope. Second one is also going to try Constrict. Uh, six. It's a miss. And the last one is going to use what few bits of bone shard it has in its head to essentially, like, gnaw on you a bit. And with a twenty? You know, oh, meets it beats. Yeah. yeah, it's five points of damage, though. It's not too oh, bad. Okay. Yeah, and no con save on that one. I'm rolling a lot of ones for damage. Not liking that.
2: Loving it. Loving it.
0: Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Okay, and at the end of the round, two more husks come into the room, and another one drops from the ceiling. Mm. We need to get out of here. And, Flodo, as I think you have the best sight on it at the moment, with what's left of the dim light just reaching the door, you watch as that large metal door, the two sort of sheets of metal start to open. You hear kind of the grinding of gears somewhere in the background and it just begins to open a little bit, but then you hear a crunching sound and it stops. And you you and I would say probably Noah as well, just make out a voice on the other side go Oh, shit. How was this supposed to happen? And that's the end of the round.
3: Do I recognize that voice?
0: Uh, No, you don't.
3: Fuck.
2: Um, should we ask for a little help? <laughs> uh, how far open is it?
0: Is it not? It's not big enough to squeeze through. I'm guessing. You could put like your arm through. Is that sort of just a big enough gap? Okay. Flora, mm-hmm. it's your turn. What are you doing? Right. Okay. I forgot to move one of my husks up, so I'm just moving it up now as well. In case you wonder why there's an extra one now going for uh, Noah.
3: <laughs> right. Sneak attack.
0: Do you need advantage on the hit?
3: You don't need it, it says this, you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. Yeah. That enemy isn't...
2: Yes.
0: Capable.
3: So I just need to, I need to be hitting something that has one of my allies next to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, sorry Atlas, you're too far away.
2: You can shoot, you know, but you can throw your sword. But whatever.
3: Yeah, I didn't think about that until just now, alright?
2: That's fine. Sorry, right. if you know, you, you, you give 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 Noah a hand. I'm I'm literally fine over here. It's gonna take me a while to kill them because I don't do a lot of damage. But do
0: you know? Big tanky boy.
2: Yeah, I, I'm 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 literally the personification of a tank. I stand in the way. I take lots of hits, but I don't actually do a lot of damage. Both of you guys are the DPS characters.
1: <laughs> I'm You're all the ones, you're, I you're
2: the ones the that fact. do all the damage. I just stand there and take it like a right. man.
3: So I've moved up to help Noah, and I'm going to cast, well, with my shadow blade still out, I think, really. I'm going to cast green. What's Flame it blade. Yeah, green flame blade. Um, too many tabs. As part of your action, you use to cast a spell, blah, 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 blah. On a hit, the target suffers a normal attack. The green fire leaps from the target to a different creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of it. The second creature takes five fire damage equal to your cast spell casting ability modifier. Uh, the spell's damage increases when you reach higher level. Um, so let me then use.
2: It's it's um it's it's a fifth level above. I, it doesn't say at higher level there, but the melee attack also it deals one d eight to the thing you're actually hitting, and then fire damage equal to the second equals one d eight plus your spell casting ability modifier, which is four. Yes.
3: Do I? Don't have advantage, so
2: you do because you're ne- next to the thing. Uh, I, know you, I know it's not advantage, but it's a sneak attack. Uh, lighting, yes. Sorry.
3: Yeah. So okay, so my shadow blade attacks with an eighteen to the one right in front of me mm-hmm. with twelve psychic damage, with
2: eight fire damage.
3: Eight fire damage plus five d six. Five d six. Okay. I'll say this. He's it's gonna die. Good. And and the one behind him, because he's within five feet,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he gets 1d8 plus four,
3: which is seven.
0: Seven points of damage to him? Mm
1: -hmm. Yep.
0: Okay. So you basically run forward and the fire of your green flame blade around that shadow blade basically just burns straight through the first one and scorches the one behind it. It's uh, not feeling too good.
3: But it's still alive.
0: It is still alive, but you know, it's uh, a little crispy now.
3: (laughs) And I'm, again, moved my whole 25 feet.
0: Do you want to do any bonus
2: actions?
3: Do I have a bonus action?
2: I honestly don't know. I can't remember.
1: (laughs) You make it sound (laughs) like...
2: You you, you can do the normal thief stuff of um, try to hide, um, disengage or
0: dash.
3: Can I hide behind the tortle? Not the total
0: I'll say this, your no. odds of hiding in this room, it, it's not really a thing. Yeah. You're yeah. well lit and they can all clearly see you and it's mid-combat. Yeah. Um, you could indeed disengage or dash as a bonus action. I mean, you're not engaged anyway though, no. so it doesn't really matter. No, but could... a disengage would give you the five-foot step, but yeah, if you're gonna do that, you might as well dash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah? You're just gonna stay there? Okay. Atlas, you are getting surrounded by these weird flesh creatures. What are you doing? Uh, uh, yeah. um, I don't really have any kind of
2: AOE attacks, so... Do I want a reckless attack and try and take this one
0: down? I I mean, I'd say this, from just fighting them initially, you've seen they work in unison. It's very clear for an experienced fighter like you to see, so they are getting advantage on you regardless. Exactly,
2: so I might as well. So I'll reckless attack, um... And okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll reckless attack on the first one then.
0: Digging deeper into that rage for a bit of recklessness.
2: Yeah, exactly. So um, so so furious anger now. I just uh, unleash on this one. Do twenty six and eleven points of damage on it.
0: That wounded one is definitely dead. Okay,
2: I can't mo- I can't move around because I've got two on me, haven't I?
0: Um. You can move to there, like one step to the side, but yeah, that's unless you want to take an attack of opportunity. So if I
2: move there, I won't take an attack of opportunity, so I'll I'll just move a little bit that way. Um, Just brings me a tiny bit close to my allies. And uh, yeah, I will follow up with a second um, raging uh, furious strike at, uh, let's say, the one directly in front of me, directly down from me. Uh, A 27
0: with 14 flashing damage fueled by that uh, ancestral rage of your people. That is the second one down on your turn, Mr. no dps <laughs> Hey. Hey. I'm not I'm not terrible. I'm just nowhere near
2: these two. Uh-huh. Um, uh, shouldn't think of anything I can do with my bonus action other than... No, I think I'm... Yeah, I think I'm good. I actually yeah i i i will chuck a bardic inspiration at um flodo i think
0: okay so it's a little... so
2: so so again again i'm going to do um it's a different rhythm it's a slightly more um slightly faster beat it's it kind of more reminiscent of a bit of a jig um you know i i know my allies and i know what what songs they prefer so she so can hear that maybe in the back of our mind even though we're in such a shitty place it might remind her of know why we fight mm, so that's uh, a d10 for you I believe that you can add and so but as as, 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 I, as I'm going along you can kind of hear if you're if you're close enough it's kind of it underneath the rage there's a sort of rhythm to the rage as if I'm sort of under my breath recanting something and uh, you can't really tell at the moment but there's a sort of spiritual kind of um sheen around behind me um so I'm almost outlined.
1: Mm,
0: as you uh, tap into that spirit world that uh, knows you so well Noah, it is your turn you're, well, you've got some backup now so you're not quite as surrounded as you were but these things are keeping coming
4: yeah, which is really annoying Um, so I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> because I love it so uh, so I'll cast that on the uh, one that's Derek looks like, oh, just to the right to me.
0: Okay, so your glowing shield fires out from you ha- and cuts straight through this one and goes for the ricochet. Uh, and the ricochet
4: on the one that's cat uh, took an attack from Flodo a minute ago. And it's another 15 damage on that.
0: That's one ricochet and two kills as these husks just drop lifelessly to the ground. That necromatic power completely faded. You are in the clear at the moment.
4: Um, and I'm going to use my movement to walk to uh, head over towards the door. Mm-hmm. Saunter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of saunter, yeah. Because, you know, I'm not I'm not exactly fast moving and I'm, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We'll head our 30 feet
0: up to here. And that will end my turn. And will end your turn. Um, as you're heading over towards the door, you're close enough to see... The door, it seems to be jammed, and it's not moving anymore, but through that small gap, you can see a pair of gloved hands is holding onto it, and seemingly straining, you can hear, like, sounds of, like, just exertion on the other side, like they're trying to pull the door open.
4: Interesting. But it's not
0: budging at the minute. Oh, just
4: blast!
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is my husk's turn, and, yeah... Going a bit low on these things. Well, let's uh, continue to surround our old friend over here, Mr. Atlas. Lovely.
4: Mm. I was like, the damage sponge cannot be upset that he's taking damage. I'm just saying.
2: I'm not actually taking damage at the moment. I'm still still in my temp, temp HP. You're welcome. We're good. Thank you. Thank you.
3: I don't get to say that. Can I say sound more Bunkle-ish? You're <laughs> welcome.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, one of them heads over to Atlas, and two of them very quickly dash across the room towards Flodo. And well, let's start off with some constricts on Atlas first up with advantage, nineteen. Not good enough, you goddamn barbarian! Hell yeah! Second one, natural twenty. Uh, well, that hits. What and kind of damage are they doing? Uh, they are doing, um, do, 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 do slashing damage. So you should uh, be taking so half. Half
2: damage on these, yeah. Actually,
0: I should have taken half on the last one as well, but... So, it's 14 total with the crit. Uh, so 7 is what you're taking. 7, yeah. And do me a con save, would you?
1: Just yep, fishing sure. for that
0: natural 1. Yeah, no worries. Um. 17. 17. I think I'm okay. Uh. And the third and final attack, one last constrict. Ah, gonna nope. Miss you. Uh, you're holding them back, fighting them off. And oh, I forgot to move this one up. Actually, There's a uh, fourth one. Oh, cool. Hey, you know, keep you keep you busy. Yeah, why not? Uh, the fourth one with a twenty-two. Uh, Six points a... of damage halved.
2: Yep, that's three points of damage on that. Okay, I'm actually in. I'm just just out of temp HP now. Oof. yeah, well, you so... guys are tough. Yeah. Uh is he contr- is he trying to constrict me?
0: He is indeed. So one last con save. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Ah, uh, it's, it's okay. These things not that tough, but they're doing their job. It is, however, the end of the round, which means two more fall out of the east grate, and a few more start to drop into the room.
3: You're just copying and pasting this image. I not mean, random places.
0: Not random places. Hmm. <laughs> And yes, I have many of them. I already did the copy pasting in advance. <laughs> so seven more drop into the room. Seven Jesus The uh illuminators have been busy here. a lot of corpses. mm-hmm a lot of rejects. Just
4: waiting for the one that looks like
0: I can see you. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh that was the first one you killed. <laughs>
4: I was going to say still too soon but no (laughs) sad you're welcome (laughs)
0: Pluto you're up
3: yeah I look at actually to be honest I can't I can barely see Atlas he's so far away
0: yeah Uh, you saw him take off towards the far wall as far as you're concerned but there are four more of these husks heading your way
3: um I want to help him, but I can't That's
2: all right I'm fine, bit of a workout
3: Right, okay I'll move 5 feet to engage with this bastard um, Casting, which one was it again? Green flame blade um, Well, also using my shadow blade So, 25 Attack with 14 damage plus 6 On the first one? for the first one and then that bounces off and hits the other guy for a d8 plus 4 so that's 9 damage
0: 9, so once again you burn straight through the first one without any effort and the second one takes a hefty chunk of damage but is still shambling towards you
3: technically not at in melee with it and i can move 20 feet
0: you can, you can
2: dash if you want mm. yeah you can dash too she did bonus action
3: so does that mean i can do my full dash
0: yeah you can, well you can move your 20 remaining of um your movement and then you would dash an additional 25.
3: Ooh, do i want to help atlas
0: i mean you'd get
2: well it's up swarmed. to you you would get swarmed because there's more coming but if you were near me, you'd, uh, you'd give me advantage, which would be cool if you could find one, one of them. But it's yep. not. It's It's not. It's not the worst. It, to be honest, it, don't get yourself swarmed. Stay with. I would stay with Noah if I were you. I'll be fine. I'll make.
0: My, I'll, I'll. make my way out if they stop coming slowly, from this side for for thirty seconds. It. Yeah, that's alright. I mean, you're tough enough to take a bunch of attack of opportunities if you need to. Exactly.
2: I mean, I can do, but I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll see how I'm getting on for for a bit.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. I will move. I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to try and move closer to you. I'm not going to dash. I'm just going to use the rest of my movement. There's one there, two there. Okay. I'm equidistant between Noah and Atlas at the moment.
0: Okay. Yeah. we're playing the tactics. Yes. <laughs> Atlas, you are surrounded. Your defenses are holding, but under the siege, how long can they last? It is your turn. Mm.
2: Well, the door's not budged yet anymore, um, not that I can see it, but I'm guessing that's the case. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Noah would have shouted out to us if, if I could hear the door moving, So, but I'm guessing it's not open yet. Um, so, probably going to dig in for a little while, for maybe another turn. I'm, I'm quickly getting surrounded, but... Um, Four attacks of opportunity, if I moved.
0: Well, you could disengage from two of them.
2: That would that would be an action, wouldn't it, to disengage? Would be. Yeah, which would mean I'd lose my rage because I need to take an attack action. Keep my rage up.
0: Uh, I believe you yeah, could get hit and still keep your rage. I think you just have to, if I remember correctly.
2: Mm. Um. Uh, I mean, I, d- I, d- I don't need to do it yet. So I'm not going to give them the satisfaction right now um so still raging with reckless attacks because
0: it makes no difference at the moment i'm gonna um, go on sorry i was gonna say also just on that rage thing getting attacked you actually have to take damage from the attack as well to okay. stay in range yeah cool so i, I don't want to risk it
2: um unless i have to so at this point i'm gonna attack the one i already attacked and did damage to below me um uh ooh, okay with a 29 I do Natural seventeen 20. damage, plus crit and initial five. Are we
0: cleaving? Um, that is a good question. Uh, I would say yes. regular rules apply, so you can transfer some of that to cleave. Yes, please. So, uh, how much into, was your total damage? Uh, seventeen plus five, so um, 23 22, rather. Okay, you smite straight through the first one and almost kill the second one. As your uh, sword cleaves through it. Okay, I will um, attack that
2: second one then um, with my second attack. Okay. Uh, a twenty-six and twelve damage.
0: Okay, second one is also down. Cool. Which and I can't cleave that through because he was—he
2: was there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, could take two um, attacks opportunity and move over to Flodo. Um, I think I can—I think I can get around that—that that last one. Um, so yeah, this might be a mistake, but well, let's do that. I'll come and I'll come round.
3: We don't do it often, do we?
2: No, we really don't. We we try and avoid it as much as possible. But yeah,
3: it's like I would rather um, be hit than.
2: I mean, they they, they, they they they're going to come and attack me on their turn anyway. But I've kind of got your back now.
3: Yeah.
0: Hmm. So first one is attack of opportunity against you with constrict with advantage because he still has pack tactics. 18 miss. Yep. And second one. 19 also miss. Thank yep. you, uh, Total Hide. <laughs> yeah, t- total Hide
2: and, sh- and uh, Shield. So I, I bat that one away with my shield, I'm going to say.
0: As <laughs> <laughs> I sprint past, you know.
3: Cool. skin.
0: <laughs> so. Hey. Ah, well, now it is Noah's turn as you are running towards the door or sauntering towards the door. You do see two more of these husks have dropped nearby, but they are a little distance away from you. What are you doing?
4: Um. I'm going to look. I'm just going to cast Eldritch Blast on the door.
2: On the, on the door.
4: door or the guy? The door. The door. Okay. I want to open the door. Okay. So, Take
0: shot against the door.
4: Okay. I'm going to wing my shield at the door and hope I smash it open. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, uh, I cast Eldritch Blast on the door. <laughs> so, okay. Nine damage.
0: Okay. You swing your uh, shield of blazing light to the Eldritch Blast of yours against the massive sealed metal door, and it does basically nothing.
4: Well, that's really annoying.
0: <laughs> so,
4: because I'm now annoyed by this, I'm going to wing my other Eldritch Blast at the two husks that are closest to me that have just dropped out of this, uh, this ceiling grate.
1: Okay,
0: so you go for the ricochet? I'm go for the ricochet. With a natural one... Natural one the <laughs> wing gonna <and> miss <laughs> so it hits against the uh the big metal door does absolutely nothing, and it just fizzles out
4: oh. and I am pissed <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just glad that no one can see in the dark enough to watch your failure.
4: <laughs> yes, I am um so uh, I'm going to use the last bit of my movement to uh walk over to the door and kick it opening
2: into the room or out of the room
4: it's sliding yeah okay sliding even yeah. better i'm going to look at it distastefully <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, there's an elephant scowling at a door while his <laughs> <laughs> while his comrades
4: fight for their lives this <laughs> is <it's> most irregular <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best ally in these situations, am I really? <laughs> <laughs> Generally... <laughs>
2: That's <a hit> <laughs> at least we're friends this time. <laughs> That's
4: true.
3: <laughs> For how long?
2: Depends how long you
0: spend staring at the door.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah and it is my husk's turn and they're gonna start, you know, marching towards you all. Well, isn't that lovely?
3: Bloody owl. Oh man.
4: Don't worry about it. Don't worry
0: we about it. Look
3: away for two
0: seconds. <laughs> As they uh march towards you all, let's get some attacks going. First off, our on friend. Let's take some uh constricts against you. First up. Seven, Miss Uh ten. Also, Miss. You are quite lucky. Yay. Next, two attacks against Atlas. Thirteen. Miss twenty-three with a constrict. Ooh, so that's a hit. finally hits. That's five points of damage. Okay, and
2: a constitution saving throw.
0: Yes, as it attempts to swarm all over you. A fourteen. You watch as some of its like fleshy like extremities start to worm its way into your skin and you just quickly tear it off. You don't know what this thing was trying to do, but you know that you don't want it. Definitely and, not. Yeah.
2: Hey,
0: what's what's this? Ah, <laughs> 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 and the last two are going against Flodo. Eleven? Don't think that's good enough. Miss. Nope. And twenty-two. <sighs> um,
2: yeah, uh, take two d six less damage.
0: This is your uh, ancestral bullshit.
2: This is my yes. This is spirit shield. <laughs> Uh, um my guardian <laughs> spirits provide supernatural protection as you defend. If you're raging and a creature you see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6. So, a spiritual guardian dives out from behind my back and just bats. <laughs> what
1: its does it look away. like? Uh
2: it looks like another turtle. It looks like another turtle but but slightly different to me. He's wearing um a kilt. A... Yes, clearly. Well, I'm wearing a kilt. Um but uh, he's wearing, like, the kind of... Yeah, a kilt. But he's also got um, the Divine Hand sort of insignia on as well. And he looks more kind of regimental.
0: Um, right? Like like a fighter, or like a warrior in an army. Mm. Um right. So it would have been seven damage. And yeah. 2d6 down, seven.
2: Ooh.
0: So yep. you did zero so, damage.
2: Yeah, but... Ajax just comes out from behind me and just bats away the claw. <laughs> like... Aye, no dice, you fucking wee
0: critter. Hey. <laughs> Do make me a con save, though.
3: <laughs> okay, because I also From the Constrict. Am, and I am concentrating on my... That
0: will be your second save. First save for the Constrict, second save for your concentration.
3: Okay. 19. That's fine. 16.
0: Okay, all good. Okay, cool. Okay. Cheers, buddy! And at the end of the round more husks. You hear, like, the pipes are gurgling, more of that black ichor starts to pour in from the large grate on the side and eight husks pour out of it in one just slimy globule. Gods, how many more of these things are there? Ah. Uh, we need to get out of here. And at the end of the round as well, um, Noah, as you are attempting to fend off these creatures that are starting to surround you. You do hear from the other side of the door, Hey! You look like a strong bloke. Come on, help me with this. And it is Flodo's turn. At the top of the round.
3: What the fuck am I doing with this? Same old, same old. Green flame blade.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Taste the flames. <laughs>
3: Indeed. Ooh, it's only three. It's a bit shit. But then... A hit is
1: twelve.
0: That's a miss.
1: Shit.
0: Um. Actually, no. It? Wait. Sorry, no. I am wrong. A twelve is a hit. That is very
2: Okay, and your um, plus five d six. Five d six. Well, I'm guessing. Of sneak so att- when you hit hits dead. <laughs> so I'm guessing you can't sneak attack cleave, can you? Because that would be a bit. That'd be a
0: bit weird. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Let's say uh, this one, Yep. And the other one, it jumps and does one d eight plus four. Ah, oh, five damage.
0: It's something. It's something. Mm, rubbish. It's uh, slightly burnt by your green flames, but uh,
3: I still can standing. Still technically disengage.
0: You can. you can with your with your bonus bonus action. You can disengage and do your full movement. Yep. That's so you moved.
3: weird. Anyone else find that weird?
2: That's why it's great being rogue. Yeah. Yes. So you need to get out of combat, not not necessarily now, but generally because you're not great at taking damage. So that's what, that's what you to do. You two? Why no. Um I mean, you're actually probably probably fairly safe there for another yeah, round. So I but, was you, thinking... but you but you but you, but you might we might want to start moving up because there's eight coming t- from that door. So, so so I mean, if you move up, I can probably. Take tax opportunity and move up with you. So but effectively, we we'll do a fighting retreat.
3: Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool beans. Run away, Flodo.
0: Okay. So you start to move away towards the door, Flodo. Atlas, you're up.
2: Right. Well, um, we last he's moved away. So I'm going to uh, start hitting. So on the one that um, that Flodo already did some damage to. Okay. Uh, this one. Yep. Yeah, because it seems to be working so well. Let's start recklessly swinging at him. Uh, 17 and 13 slashing with the rest going into the next one.
0: Yeah, so that kills this one and you do 5 damage to the next one. Cool. As you uh, cleave straight through it. This, these things are so easy to tear apart. It's just the sheer volume of them. The fact they seem to be just never-ending. Yeah. That's uh, sort of slightly worrying me. I was
2: thinking, I was, I was feeling, sitting pretty in the top corner then when there were a few coming in. I was like, yeah, yeah we, we can, we can take this. We can take this for a little while. And then more, and then more, and then more. All right. So, um, yeah, raging on the second one. Um, reckless attack, 26 and 12 slashing damage. Any extra carried on to the top one.
0: Yeah, that's four points carry over because you killed that first one. with That
2: second reckless attack. Okay, and I'm going to move to take and take an attack of opportunity from the the one surviving one, and move straight up. Actually, to the bottom side of Flodo, where there's two more of them, kind of close by.
3: Seriously, We've killed fourteen of these bastards, <laughs> and there are fourteen left.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not even making. Well, we, we're making a dent, but it's a it's an increasingly smaller dent uh yeah so i'm gonna move up to that
4: yep
0: so this thing's gonna to attempt to just gnaw at you with like little bits of bone shard to mix up it's kind of like teeth but uh not quite anymore meatball 14. i know eat the meat lick the bone
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> uh... now you never know yeah
3: <laughs> uh... you don't know that's a thing
2: <laughs> well, well i mean if he's here then then we're all fucked
1: <laughs> hey, you're supposed you to be a good
2: guy. Yeah, you can't even laugh like that anymore.
0: Uh, <laughs> you're fucked too. Yeah, no, I am a good guy in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, the walls are closing in around you. The walls of horrible necrotic flesh. What are you doing?
4: Yeah. There? Um. Right. So, what? What did the guy say to me through the door again? A little help, basically. Yeah. A, a, a little help,
0: great. He said you look strong. Help him out. <laughs>
4: Okay, uh, but I'm in melee, aren't I?
0: Unfortunately. Ah, you are, but you're also right next to the door. So yeah. I'll say this if you wish to help him, helping him is your action. Okay. Um. And it will be an athletics check.
4: Um, oh, balls. I've never not been proficient in a flex. How am I not proficient in a flex? It's just, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I, I've played four characters on this show. And every single one of them has been proficient <laughs> in athletics <fix> until now. That's <laughs> what <laughs> we need it.
0: <laughs> the first time. <laughs> That's
3: a dump stat, surely.
4: It, well, <laughs> it is for this character. But, um, so, you know what? Sod the guy behind the door. I, <laughs> think this, I think this could look cool. And it's all about the show, after all. So, um, I'm going to catch cast Eldritch Blast <laughs> and um, I'm going to cast it on the one in front
0: of me first okay. um, 21 with 12 12 hurts it a hell of a lot but it is still standing in front of you
4: and then for my second cast I'm actually going to bring it back to my hand or make it look like I do and then I'm going to wing it off Atlas's shell into the two that are stood to the left of me
0: yeah, nice. Okay, so second shot with the uh, Atlas assist. I mean,
2: yeah, if you if you if you shout to me, I'll I'll make sure I turn in the right direction, kind of like it's a planned move.
4: Of course, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm assuming we catch each other's eye and I give you the
0: wink. Yeah. We,
4: <laughs> so uh,
0: so that will be a nineteen with eleven. Uh, yeah, ah, eleven points of force. These two both look heavily injured, but they are still alive or unalive,
4: as the case may be. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much all I can do. So...
0: Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Husk's turn. Actually, if I do that, he will take an attack of opportunity, but you know what? They're not that smart, so I'll say Atlas, the first one that moves kind of intent on hurting uh, Noah, you do get an attack of opportunity against, because you've not used your reaction this round if you wish to.
2: Oh, I don't want to use it for that. I don't want to use it to negate the damage you guys that um, he's going to take. Ah. I'll, I'll, I'll try and kill it if I can with an yeah. opportunity. So it'll just be a normal um, raging attack, won't it?
0: Uh, yeah, just a straight up, yeah. just one quick swing.
2: Uh, a 29 crit, uh, 12 slashing, and an additional 10 damage.
0: Splat. As it moves away from you, you, your old kind of soldier instincts kick in, and it left itself completely open and just goes splat on the ground. Ah. So that's one down. Let's start moving these other ones up.
3: Is it like the conga?
0: (laughs) It's a production line of just, of gribblies, basically. They all start moving towards you all across the room. And time for some attacks. First one. Constrict against our uh, good friend Noah. 21.
4: Uh, 21 does hit.
0: That's seven points of damage and can't save, please. Sorry, dude. I can't. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't do the dump. The heal. Twelve. It's Twelve. Still okay. I mean, this DC isn't hard to beat. It's just horrible if you don't beat it. Okay. Second one. Twenty-three. Six damage. And once Ooh. again, one more con save. And
4: con save. A Twenty-five.
0: Twenty-five. Still going good as these things are just. Basically just trying to wrap themselves around you, you just keep like, tearing them off, but the act of pulling them away is just ripping away at your flesh, leaving these bloody cuts all along your body. And the last one going to constrict you. Ah eleven. He misses. So he kinda of lunges forward, you sort of do a quick back step out of the way, completely misses. And the last one I've got here who's in melee combat's gonna go after Flodo. But not with advantage, but with a twenty-two. <laughs> Oof. It's five points of damage, Bastard. And con save, please. Eleven. Eleven. That's still good enough. Hey. Basically, I'm fishing for a one. you guys will be okay. It's just sheer volume. <laughs> uh, oh, interesting. Does that? Will that ever affect Flodo? I mean, um, can't roll a
4: one.
0: Well, I mean, Flodo's actually only got a plus three to con, so she could also still roll low enough. Okay. Also, I think the reroll for a one only works once, if I remember correctly. Um,
3: Ooh, I'll check. In my background.
0: I think you have uh, to take the second roll. Yes, you do have to take the second
2: roll. Um, yeah. But you, you get it any time you roll a one. But yeah. If you if you roll
0: two ones in a row, then
3: you... oh yeah, then that that's just shed out of luck. But I can do yeah. it numerous times.
0: Yes. Yeah. Also, do me a quick concentration um, check for your uh, shadow blade. Again. Yeah, you got hit. Joy of con spells.
3: Come on, you bastard.
0: Not 20. 23. You are yeah, all good.
3: It's called I call it a bastard.
0: <laughs> End of the round. This time, you hear all the pipes gurgling and vomiting forth more of that black Icor, but no more husks appear just yet. But it's almost like you can feel pressure building up in all the pipes. And it's the top of the round. Floda, your turn.
3: I just went... All right, I'm in melee with that, or I can disengage. I'm gonna disengage that bastard. so fuck you, and go over to the bastard that's near Noah and okay. do green flame blade. Try and hit.
2: You should. You do have advantage now, don't you? On actually on this one for once. Oh yeah. You're, you're in flank. You had advantage anyway because you were next to me, but you've got actual, actual advantage rather than just you know, like sneak attack advantage.
3: Right. So to attack
1: is... <laughs> Ooh,
0: okay, well he's, he's dead. He's dead. Um, can, can you cleave oh, that crit damage through? Uh, you can, yes, which would be enough to kill both of them. Because huh. the other one was quite heavily wounded from Rogar, from Noah's... Uh, Attack. <laughs> when you roll your 5d6 anyway, just to see Because I want get. to roll it. Just just roll it anyway, there you go.
3: 20. Uh,
2: another 20, yeah, there down. you
3: go. <laughs> I don't know why, but my shoulder's visibly relaxed when I roll that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, a
0: devastating attack cleaving through two of these creatures. Um, the door's looking a bit freer now, at least. Only one left alive near the door and one approaching Atlas. Uh, was...
3: Noah trying to do something with the door.
2: No, he was just cantripping Yeah. Okay.
3: Um well, I, my strength is like a, a minus one or something ridiculous, so let let's not let's not pretend that I can do anything. Ooh, mage hand.
2: You still want to be in action.
0: You've oh no, I'm thinking
3: about later to help.
0: Oh right, yeah. But
3: yeah, anyway. Um No I'm just gonna stay there then. Okay. And turn over. Atlas.
0: Probably hey, well. the strongest of the group, if I was to guess. Uh, um,
2: so I might lose my rage for this, but it feels like potentially a smart move at the moment um, to disengage, take the attack of opportunity, um, run to the door, and try and start opening it with my action. So not disengage, rather just just yeah, move out of combat, take the attack of opportunity, and then move to the door and try and open it.
0: Okay. This one is going to attempt to constrict you as you run away. 20. Well, um, he hits. That means you take... Um, so it's 10 damage total, but halved because you're still raging. Yep. And also you take damage. You stay in rage anyway. But do me a constitution save. Oh, barbarian. I shall. 11. So close, but yes, you are okay as you run away from this thing as it starts mm. to just claw at your shell.
2: Cool. Right. Um. I can just be well here effectively. Yeah. I'll just move up here and start. Um. Use my action to try and open the door.
0: So do me an athletic check, as you notice this uh, pair of black-gloved hands are just straining, trying to pull the door. Uh. It looks like it's going to be heavy, but do your best. Uh, I think four- um. Oh, in four- a rage. You're not get advantage.
2: It's a strength check. I do, yeah, because I only I only lose my rage after the end of this. So actually, yeah, that's true. So
0: um, I'll, let me roll that again. And you won't lose your age because you got hit and took damage. So.
1: Oh, I did? Hey! At
0: yeah. so, uh, 21. Boom. Um, your initial attempt actually doesn't feel like it's strong enough, but then you feel the familiar grip of your ancestral spirits strengthening your arms and you start to rip the door open. It is grinding slowly, and you think maybe one good pull will get it wide enough for the three of you to run through. And that's your turn, Atlas. Noah so wait so he's opened the door not wide enough for you to get through he's moved it but it needs one more uh, successful check
4: <sighs> <laughs> can I, can I,
0: i'm sorry do you guys think uh level 10 would be easy <laughs> Oh,
4: i'm at bollocks well, i don't I'm, know oh I'm yeah a i'm just big <laughs> yeah, He's the weediest
2: that. elephant you've ever seen.
4: I'm <laughs> just fat. <laughs> <laughs> Big boned, you can say that of an elephant.
1: <laughs>
4: um, what what does your bardic inspiration give me? Will that give me like a plus?
0: Uh, you, get d- roll, you get roll to a roll d- a d10. A d6. I think it's a d10, because d- you're um 10th level.
2: I'm not a 10th level bard, though.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah that was a dip.
2: It would it would have been cool, but no, it just it just it gives me some other stuff that's cool. But it, yeah, it's it's only a D six at this point. Alas, I get my I'm a level six um, barbarian, a level four bard. I see. So it's a it's an interesting mix. I am a tr- sort of a true multi class character, really. Um, but yeah.
4: Right. So what we're saying is, I could roll my Shrimp check and then add a D six to it. Yes. yes Screw it i'll give you a hand um but would i get the help action on this as well
0: no this is you attempting to check the door you're not you're not helping each other in that sense it's taking all of your strength and action to pull this door open so it's a straight up roll okay straight roll i mean if flodo came over on her turn and helped you with her action and stuff well
4: (laughs) i'm not even gonna bother using the bardic inspiration to roll (laughs) the three (laughs) Which is why I didn't try and move the door in the first place. <laughs> it. look like I'm trying to help, but in fact, I'm doing sweet fuck all.
2: <laughs> so no, <an emotion> just pretending <laughs> to take up the strain. He's like, oh, yeah. this
4: is hard. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm literally like when your toddler comes up to you to help you move something. <laughs> I'm probably making it harder. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pushing the wrong way. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, is
4: that it? No bonus actions? Um hang on, I do have a bon- I do have a bonus action spell somewhere, but do I want to use it as a question? That's the let's question. That's I have a look. Well oh, that would be a bit of a con move.
2: <laughs> to 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 us or to the to you. Blobs? To us, uh, to me. To you guys. Well that's I could just, I, I could just miss you steps to your side of the door. you, you could? Can you help us from the other side at least.
3: What with his strength? I'm.
4: I. Mean, I try I, again. <laughs> do I burn a spell slot to, miss- to the other side of the door and just leave you both hanging?
2: How many spell slots do you have? Not two? That many as a warlock.
4: <laughs> I have
2: two! <laughs> two spe- I mean, this is a classic bun collection. You have two <laughs> spell slots and use one of them to run away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, but it's a tofur. Uh, he gets to fuck with us.
4: And uh, run away. He's
2: supposed to be our friend.
4: <laughs> in in the fashion that I am supposed to be your friend, I am not going to do it. Um. So I will. I will continue to try and look busy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a slight uh, dark thought enters your head for a moment that you could just leave these guys, found a new group. Hope no one notices you. Change your name, maybe. You intend, instead, just pretend to help. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then it is the turn of the husks as they march forward against you all with your backs against the wall. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That one can't quite reach you, but the rest are really starting to... Um...
2: They have to go around the hole, though, surely?
0: They do. That's yeah. why they're doing that. That's coming down here. So they are making their way round, and you will take a few attacks. First one is going to attempt to constrict Noah with advantage 15. Fail. Sad <sighs> times. And next two are going to go after Flodo, which unfortunately she is the easiest target. A 21, 5 points of damage. Minus 2d6. Are you going to protect her once again? Yep. It's what I do. Acting as a unit, watching each other's backs.
3: Okay, but I still nice, take... and It's
0: weird. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. So that's a 5 damage minus 9, but I still get mm. hit, so that's a con
0: Yeah. con save.
3: For a 9.
0: A 9. Oh, poor Flodo.
1: Oh, oh dear.
0: As this thing constricts around you, you feel its fleshy tendrils start to dig into your flesh, and you are paralyzed for 1 minute.
3: Oh, fucking hell.
0: One minute.
3: Someone pick me up and carry me.
0: (laughs) I will do in a minute. You may repeat the save at the end of your turns, but right now you're paralyzed.
3: Is there any point in seeing if my um, blade goes?
0: Um, While paralyzed? Actually, I am just going to check that. I think you can still concentrate on spells, but let's double check. A paralyzed creature is incapacitated and can't speak or move. uh, You automatically fail strength and dex saving throws, attack rolls against you have advantage, and any attack that hits the creature is critical if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Also, you suffer from incapacitated, which means you can't take actions or reactions. So the next one's going to attack you with its gnaw and maybe crit you if it hits. You already did. Crit you anyway. So
3: that can't double crit me at least.
0: It can't, but I did roll max damage with an additional 10 on top of that. another 10! That's 24 points of damage as it attempts to gnaw at you, and you are just helpless. You are held completely still as this thing just tries to gnaw your flesh away and starts digging into your neck with its nasty bits of shattered bone. Bad day for Flodo. It
3: is a bad day. It's a good thing that I had my temp HP.
0: Yeah, but that's way gone now. Well, you know it
3: is, but at least I had it.
0: You had it. Flodo, um, you're paralysed, so you cannot do anything. So, end of your turn. Do me another con save. See if you can break free.
3: I want to break free. 19.
0: 19. Luckily for you, the uh, horrifying critical attack from this creature snaps you out of it with enough adrenaline that the paralysis ends, but you have lost your turn.
3: Okay, that's alright.
0: You. Uh, You're holding on to a door with all your strength. Are you going to give it one more pull? See, I was with 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 Flodo down. I was
2: really tempted because I do have lesser restoration. If she'd been down for another turn, I was gonna. I was torn between bringing her back up into the fight or fully opening the door. But now I've seen her get back up again, I'm gonna put every ounce of my strength into trying to try open this this door. And with advantage, because you're still
0: raging until the end of this turn. Yep. Uh, a 27, a natural 20. 27. Maybe it was seeing another one of your friends go almost down for a second, because as far as you saw, she stopped moving and was suddenly consumed by these things. Maybe you got a few flashbacks deep in, uh, digging into that ancestral strength, but you wrench this door back with everything you got in that total body, and the door is pushed far enough open that the three of you can run through. And I'll say this in the way this kind of encounter was set up. Three of you are next to the door as this happens. Um, that means you successfully complete, so the three of you are able to run through the door. As the husks are still approaching, more of them getting discord from the grates above you. The whole room seems almost filled with a moving floor of flesh as they start coming closer. But the three of you barrel through the door straight past the man who was helping you as he jumps to the side and hits a lever and the door slams shut again. So imagine
2: as, as Atlas runs through the door as he's just yanked open, he grabs the back of Flodo's like cloak and just yanks her through the door with him.
3: <laughs> so, so if we weren't next to the door, what would have happened?
0: You would have had to take a turn to actually get there. Okay, and I was about to unleash even more husks. Yay! Good timing. <laughs> uh, excellent timing.
2: When eight arrived in a turn, I was like, "Well, yeah, we 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 have to leave." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you guys fall through the door effectively as it slams shut behind you, and. You realize there's no more light on the side of this door than there was anywhere else, so I don't know if your first instinct is to try to light a torch, but at the very least, Noah can get a good sight of the person who was helping you. You see um, an armored man, a guy wearing some chainmail armor, but it looks quite old. He's heavily bandaged in places. The bits of his flesh that you can see look greenish-gray, and your first thought, is almost zombie-like. It's barely better than the flesh on those husk-like creatures you were fighting, but as this man moves around, he definitely doesn't look like he's being pulled on strings, a bit like a lot of undead do. At the very least, whatever he is. He's intelligent enough to try help you, and you heard him speak earlier as well. He's got a long sword, in fact, quite a nice looking long sword strapped to his waist. And he's wearing a tabard that looks a little out of place with the armor, because the tablet looks a lot cleaner and newer. And you see a black symbol on the tablet that's kind of red in places to highlight it, of a black circle with these little tendrils coming off of it, a bit like a sun. All right, okay. And he looks at the story and goes, "Ah, sorry about the door. I kind of thought it would open on the first go. Someone speaking.
2: Uh, are you the, why do you Open the door for us.
4: I'm guessing you are, from what you just said. Look, I, I can't even see you. Can you see me? I think I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drop a uh, create bonfire just at my like just you know maybe ten feet or so in front of me because I can see I, I can see this guy. So I obviously I'm not gonna hit him with it. Just just for the idea, just for the light effect. Cause it, I mean, it's a cantrip anyway, so.
0: Yeah, so this light that, uh, of the bonfire kind of erupts just near your feet nowhere and it gives everyone a good view of this man and i show you all a picture. Man! Man.
2: Aye, hey, so it. um thank you for opening the door, I think. Uh, who are you?
0: And he kind of seems to ponder that question for a moment and goes, you know I don't rightly know strange I've been in this body for a time now, and I don't seem to recall a lot of things. I'm pretty certain, as he kind of moves his hands around and looks at these, dead. In fact, you can see he's covered in, like, stitch marks and has been sort of clearly experimented on to some degree. As he looks at his body, and goes, I'm pretty certain this body isn't mine, from what some of the people here have said. Looks like whoever it once was, wasn't willing to come back to the flesh. So I got myself a fancy new moving prison, I suppose you could say. (laughs) I'm afraid I don't recall my name. I don't recall many things. But there are some memories etched into this body. So I'll go by what this lump of flesh remembers. I believe its name was Anseer. So let's go with that. And that's where we're going to end the episode.
1: No. No. Oh.
4: no. I'm going to Eldritch Blast him.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even in death, I still serve. Good old Anseer. hmm
3: it's only fitting that he wouldn't return to that body, to be fair.
2: No, but something else has.
3: Yeah, well. Mm.
0: But it helps. So... Something else indeed. Mm.
3: Could it be <laughs> Rogar's friend?
2: I mean I'm, I'm gonna um I'm gonna insight check him next week, so remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can do it now, but we we've kind of finished, so. Yeah.
1: No <laughs> the
0: dramatic moments with insight such- checks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was part one of episode one hundred. Um, stay tuned for part two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Oh, oh. Um, I just like to take this moment to to apologise to anyone I've caused offence to. Um, I am speaking Shalonian, not any accent that is in the, on this world or plane. So, you know, completely different, completely different. That's why it sounds completely wrong to anybody. With a similar accent over here. <laughs> hmm.
0: Well, I hope you guys are having fun in your new characters, though. This is—I uh, I always like to do these little side things because I think it gives you guys a bit of a refresher, like something different with but staying in the same world, so it's a little bit familiar. Oh, uh, yeah, I love it. I, I love, love my it. character. Yeah, Droll.
3: just the I- combat.
2: I just—I just love the fact that that I get to. I mean, admittedly, this time what I've done is hit stuff, which is kind of very similar to Tommy, but but it gives it you know so many more options for kind of rp and uh, options in talking to people and stuff and just just like yeah just trying out things that i've not tried before so i've no i've never actually played a barbarian before and, and cuz it's too similar to to being a fighter in, in some ways i'm sure true barbarian players out there would chastise me for saying that but um so what i've done is yeah mix it up with with a bard to kind of which I have played before to kind of give some similarity but some differences and two really opposed type classes melded together in one.
0: It's fun. Mm. I'm loving it. Yeah, I think uh, I think this uh, was good so far. You got to show off your abilities a little bit against uh, the endless horde of well, the tower's first floor.
2: Oh God! Well, I'll see how much worse we'll, it gets. We're we'll playing the raid, aren't
0: we?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe. <laughs> either that uh, or judge dread or just dread rather yeah,
0: uh, yeah. fuck man uh. <laughs> well ah, thank you for joining us everyone this was episode 100 part one uh if you wish to chat with any of us we are all on twitter i am at treason no my players are there with their player names and gtmp at the end of it we also have a patreon so if you want to chat with us on discord and get a shout out in the show then check us out over there we are patreon.com slash gtmp And we also have our WordPress website and Facebook group to check out as well for uh, lore and background and things. And, yeah, I'll turn it over to my players to say their own little goodbyes.
4: As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAW Podcast. And maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe. On Risk Our Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Social distancing is advised.
2: And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. But um, next up on Tommy's Big Book of Weapons, uh, we have, and it'd be, it's not nice to put on, a, put on a familiar coat as we slip into Tommy's accent again. Uh, say is for cleaver. Now, you might be thinking that cleaver is not, you know, a traditional weapon and you'd be right because cleaver is more of a butcher's tool or something you find in a kitchen. But you know what? In a pinch, anything can be used as a decent weapon and a cleaver is one of the better ones. You see, there's a lot of weight behind that blade and you can very easily just lop a limb off with it. Now, I do have experience of that and it makes quite a lot of mess. But you know what? They stop fucking coming at you. So, yeah. Seize for cleaver. You might have thought cutlass or something else, but nah, nah, nah. Less fancy, more damage. And for my joke, um, it's an insult to somebody. You can say to somebody that you don't like that you're just like a village NPC. No class.
1: That's
3: <laughs> really bad.
2: Thank it's you. quite bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You, you had to bring down the tone of episode one hundred with that.
2: The, the jokes the always, best the <laughs> always bring down the tone.
3: <laughs> Today's episode has been brought to you by the letter Y for uh, someone that we already know. You know, Goo. is a demon lord and is chiefly worshipped by Knoll, dedicated only to destruction. The ruler of ruin seeks the collapse of civilization, and he would brutally butcher all that stood between him. And his rabid slaughter. So I'm looking forward to meeting him in the regular pod.
2: Yay. <laughs>
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> or level two. <laughs> <laughs> no, level two is just Cthulhu. it will be fine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: yeah. Uh, well,
0: thank you for joining us, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Hey, I'm Brad, and if you like D&D, and fantasy stories with lots of magic, adventure, strange beasts, and oddball characters, and comedians with New Zealand accents, then oh boy, have I got just the show for you. The Fate of Ison is a podcast that has, wait for it,
2: all of those things. Remember those things I mentioned? It's got all of them!
0: Now go listen to The Fate of Ison because it's good, and you deserve good things. Fate of Ison, a proud member of the Necropodicon Network.
3: Necropodicon, Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.
0: Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at
1: www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.